Amen. He's worthy of his name. Amen. Let's give the Lord a round of applause this morning, man. It's awesome. I love, like, I'm not trying to be creepy or anything, but, like, I kind of peek out from behind the curtains sometimes, like, during worship, and, and I love just watching, you know, the freedom. I love that. I love the hands that go up, and I love the singing. And, and I remember sitting in church, I was always kind of uncomfortable singing because I can't sing at all, uh, make a joyful Noise, yep, that's me in the verse. And I'm looking forward, the redeemed version, I don't know what it's going to look like, but in heaven, I, I have a feeling that I'm going to be able to sing really well. Uh, but I just, you know, I got to a point in my life, my walk with Jesus, where I'm like, you know, I don't care, I don't care, I can't sing, I'm just going to sing to Jesus, he hears it in a different way than the dude beside me. So, praise God for you. I love that freedom in this place. I love, you guys, this might be my favorite service right here. Can I just say that? It might be. And I might have said that to all the other services, but you guys, because this is live streamed and, and y'all are my favorite service and the people that watch on, online, this is my favorite service. You guys are my favorite service. Today is a day that we've been praying about, group link. And it's one of those days where, again, it's, it's, it requires, and I've been there, I've sat where you sat. It, it can be uncomfortable to take a step out of, again, your comfort zone. So what we've done today, we've been really praying over this day. We've been praying for divine appointments. And so we wanted to give you incentives to go through the group link. And so as Dave already said, he'll come back at the end. We'll exit out Lobby B. You'll saw, you, many of you saw the tents that are set up. There is a reward at the end of the line. There may or may not be someone handing out money at the end of the line. There probably won't be, but there may or may not be. But there will be, you ready for this? Bunt cakes? Y'all heard of bunt cakes? Yeah. And so, 1115 might not get any. So you guys, we're going to run out probably, so you guys got to get out there. And so again, we want you, we want to give you an incentive, but this is a, an important day. As you're going to hopefully meet some group leaders, you're going to meet some, um, some life groups, so, you know, off campus, on campus. We've seen groups started on this day. We've seen them formed on this day. We've seen relationships where someone's sitting over here and someone's sitting over here and you've never interacted on a Sunday morning, but all of a sudden you have a similar story, you have similar things in your life, and God connects. That's what we pray for. And so I want to run through a couple of things this morning before we dismiss. And I'm going to let you out early. Can you believe that? I'm going to let you out early. I've never dismissed in the green. Now, do you all know what that means? I, 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 many of you do because I see you turning around on Sunday mornings. <laughs> Let me explain to the rest of you what that means. Everybody turn around and look at that back screen. It says 24, do you see it? And it's in green. The moment it runs out, guess what it turns to? I've never dismissed in the green. I've never dismissed in the green. It's always the red, and I just disregard the red. I've gotten to the point where I just look at it and I'm like, it's red, whatever, we're gonna keep going. I got to go this morning. All right, so this is what we're going to do. I want to show you a couple of things. Two years ago, our staff walked through this process, and I believe it's one of the most beneficial things that we have done in my 11 years here. Uh, it, what it did was it united our language. You know, we, we said, okay, we need to put language to what we believe, you know, is, are the foundations of this church. And so we came up with this. Number one, this is our mission statement. And again, I recognize and I believe that the Great Commission is the mission statement of the New Testament church to go and make disciples, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the other most works. That's the mission statement. So what this is, is a mission statement from the Great Commission rearticulated for us because we are unique. Every church body is unique. 
There is something unique about every single church. We can't be the church down the street. We've got to be the church here because we're unique because every one of us are unique. Our stories, our gifts, we're unique. Our mission statement. Say it with me. You ready? Living every day. I want you to memorize this. Say it again. Living every day. There's meanings to every word, right? Every day, not just Sunday morning, but Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and not just captivated, not just captivated by God's love and captivated by his grace and captivated by the gospel, changed by it. Surrendering a life to be changed by it every day. How does that happen? It happens in God's word. It happens with God's people. And so we came to these things, okay, this is our mission statement, living every day, captivated and changed by Jesus. We said, we need to put words to our values. What do we value here? And we identified four things. Number one, we're about the gospel. We want everything we do to be about the gospel. Sunday morning, we want you to hear the gospel through song. We want you to hear the gospel from the stage. In our small groups, we want you to hear the gospel, children's ministry, youth ministry, all across the board. Because the gospel is the hope that we have, amen? Our words may return void, God's word does not. So we want to make sure that the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, is the centerpiece of what we do. We grow together. We believe that. That we need one another. And you find that in God's word. Lone Ranger Christianity is not found in God's word. We need each other because we all have seasons. We all have ups and downs. We all have twists and turns. And I believe one of the greatest tools of the enemy is isolation. I know it's been like that in my life. To kind of isolate me. And, to, and then there's the accuser of the brethren, right? He pours the guilt and he discourages and all those things. We need one another. Because there are many of you here in a tough season of your life. You need other believers to come beside you to encourage you, to hold you accountable, to pray for you. So we believe that we grow together. We impact the world. What does that mean? Every born-again child of God is a minister of the gospel. It's not just a pastor. It's not just a evangelist. Where God has you, you're a minister. If you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Therefore, the presence of God is in you. And our prayer is there in your workplace or your neighborhood or your school that those that God has placed around us, that we'll be missionaries. There will be lights in the world, right? That is the prayer. That is the prayer. And so, again, the uniqueness of that, there's never been another you in the history of the world. Now, some of your family members are so thankful for that, but there's never been another you. That was so freeing to me. I remember walking my first semester of seminary, and I was commuting from here. I was driving down the Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary in Wake County, which is right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. So I drive on Mondays. Uh, down 58, don't speed through Emporia. Trust me, don't speed through Emporia. Oh, flashbacks. Don't speed through Emporia. And so we would meet Spanky, my cousin. Y'all have heard of Spanky, right? He was a football player at Carson Newman, big dude. He would drive up from Spartanburg. We'd stay at the sleep in on Monday night and Tuesday night. And we'd go to class all day Tuesday, go to class all day Wednesday, and then I'd drive home. And I remember that first semester walking around that seminary and just feeling so unworthy. And feeling like, like, just feeling so low. I mean, the enemy was just pouring this, this discouragement upon me. And I would think to myself, you know, I'm not as smart as these guys. Yeah, I don't know scripture like these guys know. To be real with you, I'm not as spiritual as these guys. And I remember sitting in a seminary classroom and a professor saying, you know, you got to be you because there's something unique that God wants to do in and through you that he can't do in no one else. And I remember hearing that and thinking, okay. All my faults, all my failures, right? When it's placed in the hands of God, God takes that and he uses it. What the enemy intends for evil, say it with me, God uses for good. Where do we place that stuff? And so I say this to you this morning, as we talk about group link, it goes much deeper than that. If you're here and you say, God has called me to River Road, if you consider me as your pastor, I challenge you to find your place because we need you. 
Not only are you missing out in, in, the, in the joys that come in, not in connecting and serving, but others are missing out on what you bring to the table. And I get it. The enemy's going to say, you don't bring anything to the table. You don't. The Lord does in and through you. And so as we talk about group link this morning, you know, we believe that this is important. We grow together. We impact the world. We're a place of grace. How do we do that? Very quickly. The green is counting down. We worship together weekly. That's what we're doing this morning. Y'all are so faithful in this. So faithful in this. I told our Saturday night group, yesterday was the first college football game, and they still showed up. We're so grateful for your faithfulness. We worship together. How else do we do this? We connect with each other. That's what group link is today. We serve. We need, to, we need you to serve somewhere in the church. I challenge you. We have needs. Tonight, there's a children's meeting training at 6 o'clock. Now listen, if you're mean, we don't want you to serve in the children's ministry. All right, just, I'm just going to be real with you. We don't want you at the front doors. We don't want you in the parking lots because I've heard about how mean some of you guys are to those guys. By the way, half of them are cops. Be nice to them, okay? <laughs> On Thursday when they pull you over, you might need that good relationship, all right? So listen, so, so, so we need you to serve. If you're mean, we'll put you in the middle school ministry. That's where we're going to put you. I'm sorry. Middle schoolers, I'm sorry. Middle school parents, can I get an amen? Sorry, okay, here we go. Wow, that was powerful amen right there. And what's going to happen is this. I don't bring anything. That's what the enemy's going to tell you. And it's a lie. You're missing out in your own life. You're missing out and others are missing out. There's always a ripple effect when we take those steps. And they're uncomfortable steps. But when we take those steps and we say, okay, Lord, I'm going to trust you here and I'm just going to take a step. And the Lord says, all right, I'm going to meet you right there. Now we're going to take the next step. And it's a beautiful thing. We served it and we go. What does that mean? We impact the world. It's not just mission trips. It means that you're having an internal mindset wherever God has placed you. When you go on vacation, you're going in the name of the Lord. When you go to a family member's house, you're going in the name of the Lord. That is our strategy. What are our measures? Very quickly. You've seen these before. We do not gauge success with numbers. We do not gauge success with budget, with the amount of people on this place, or even a new building. We don't gauge success that way. We gauge success by life change, lives that are changed, marriages that are changed, the, the, a generational change. That's success. And so how do we know that? We ask these questions personally. Am I following completely? Am I changing continually? Am I living generously? Am I multiplying disciples? I'm going to ask you to take your Bibles very quickly this morning, as I cannot disregard the red. What do I go to? I go to 1030, right? No. Y'all started at 9.30. Oh, my goodness. Take your Bibles. Go to Ephesians 4. <laughs> Stand with me. Ephesians 4. I'm going to read this verse very quickly. 30. 10.20. Okay, here we go. I'm going to read two verses of Scripture. In many ways, it's kind of the purpose statement of the church. And many of you have heard these passages. Let me just read the Apostle Paul's words. It's Ephesians 4.11 and 12. He gives us three things, right, for the foundation of the church, three things, equipping, serving, edifying, or building. Equipping, serving, building. Equipping the saints for the work of the ministry, that's the service, and it, and it, and it always builds the body of the church for the glory of God. Look at what he says. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Here it is. For the equipping of the saints. Guess what? You're a saint. Did you realize? If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're a saint. Do you realize that? There's only two classifications, saints and ain't. And so if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it has nothing to do with your personal life. It has everything to do with the redemption of the blood of Jesus. Can I get an amen? amen. We're not saints because we lived a good life. We're saints because we have been covered by the righteousness and blood of Jesus. All right, here we go. I'm sorry. I only got 
I'm preaching. Who cares? Here we go. For the equipping of the saints. For the work of the ministry. Here it is. For the edifying of the body of Christ. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father. Lord, we just thank you for the way you work in our lives. Lord, I thank you personally for your patience, your long-suffering in my life. And I thank you, Lord, that in my times of unfaithfulness, you always remain faithful. And so, Lord, I know in this place, Lord, there's, there's many different... Uh, many people walking in from many different places, many different struggles, many different questions. And so, Lord, I pray that you would just unite us in in, in the foundational truth of why we're here. Jesus Christ, that your son came and did what we could never do. And he met your standards in a holy life, a sinless life, and he died in our place. And Lord, you have promised that those who call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. And so we stand in this place this morning in the authority of the truth that's found in your word. Lord, in the foundation, the anchor of Jesus, our Savior. And so, Lord, may your Holy Spirit who resides within us lead us and guide us. Lord, may we step out. May we step out in the uncomfortable places. And we ask you, Lord, to do the work that you desire to do. We pray it and we ask it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. Three things. Equipping right? Serving, building. He says it. What do we do? We are doing this for the equipping of the saints. My prayer every Sunday, my prayer every Sunday is that you're being fed, not by my words, but by the word of God. My words return void. The promise is what? God's word does not return void. And so our prayer is that in our life groups, whether it's Sunday morning life groups on campus or off campus, that again, it is God's word. Because how does God equip us? He equips us through the truth of his word. He equips us through the presence of his Holy Spirit that takes the truth, the hard truth many times, that gets into the cracks and corners of our lives, that brings the stuff to the surface that's uncomfortable. That process of sanctification, right? What does he use? What's the tool? It's God's word. The Bible says, Paul says this to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, and I believe this wholeheartedly. All scripture is given by inspiration of God, profitable for doctrine, reproof, correction, instruction, and righteousness, that the man of God may be what? Complete. What does that mean? Mature. Thoroughly equipped. Thoroughly equipped for every good work. Every good work, what is he talking about? Well, again, we know that if you go back to the passage there in Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's worksmanship, created in Christ Jesus, here's the purpose, to do good works. Equipping us for what? For service. And that is our prayer, is that through the ministries of this church that you are being equipped, that you are being grown to maturity in your walk with Christ. And it's not anything that we do. It has to be founded in God's word. This is where it is, right here. And so that's why we say in our life groups, God's word has to be central. Now, it's a wonderful thing to fellowship, and it's a wonderful thing to pray together. That should be a part of it. This has to be the central tool in every ministry of the church. This is what God uses to equip us. So there's the equipping, there's the serving. What does he say? The equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. i say it again. We need you. We need you. God is continuing to bless us, and there are needs within our church. And you know the rule. A lot of times what happens in the church, the church can grow, and the same people are serving, and they can get burned out. And so I ask you, I mean, it's easy to walk in the church and go, well, they got it handled. You know, it's like the duck on the top of the water. Like, he's just moving along. You don't see his feet underneath going crazy, right? And so we need you, and there's needs within the church. And so it requires walking it out and finding the place where you can serve in the ministry of the church. Okay, equipping, serving is my last point, building. Ultimately, it's what? For the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and here it is, for the edifying, the building of the body of Christ. And so this is a day that we have prayed for, and we ask you 
to take this time to just simply step out. And I believe the Lord will meet you. I believe that.